Okay, Rabotai, my intention today, speaking to you, is really to try to give you some divrei hizuk and motivation to start to prepare yourself better for Rosh Hashanah Kippur and to just make your Elzman a stronger Elzman. So I'm trying to give divrei hizuk, not divarim that's you know powerful or scary or you know strong. I really want to give here divrei hizuk. But with that hakdama, I do want to say one thing, which is a little scary, that we have to understand that we need to not live in a world of dreams. We have to be living in a realistic place. We know yesterday there was a terrible tragedy that took place in Denver. We have this 19-year-old kid, young kid, innocent kid. You take a look at the picture, you're like this kid is Abu's kid, little kid. And terrible tragedy where he gets gunned down. That's a terrible Midat Hadin. And that Midat Hadin is, was Paskind last year, Rosh Yom Kippur. So we have to understand it's a real thing, Rosh Hashanah Kippur. I just want you to focus. It's a real thing. There are people around you in the real world, people you know, that are dealing with things, serious things, and these things are decided in Rosh Hashanah Kippur. And as much as Rosh Hashanah Kippur decides these serious things, Rosh Hashanah Kippur is also a time to take away these serious things. So, for example, my sister, right, which obviously today we're, giving, we're doing the speech as much as the situation looks like it's hopeless, Roshana and Yom Kippur is a time of hope too, because things can change. It's a real time. Everything takes place over here. Today we are also doing the, the Shmuz in the Rafu Shalem of Tzipori Yehudit Bat Chai Bracha. And Miriam Bakai Bracha. So we have a rabbi here who's with us every day. You wouldn't know the difference. He's here like clockwork every single day. Shachri, Seder. Who's going through a difficult time with his children. There's two children here. Rabbi Levi's two children are in a very difficult situation. So first of all, we are part of one family. And when somebody in our midst is going through a struggle, we have to take that responsibility to step up to the plate and to be able to do extra and daven better and learn better. And we also have to learn something from this. A very important thing for us to learn. We all have excuses not to learn. We have this problem, we got that problem, we got other things. Well, there's people around you that have much bigger problems than you do. And you don't even know that they have those problems. Because when it comes to sitting and learning, they're sitting and learning. And that's when you have to take that lesson from your Abayim, that no matter what your problems are, and I'm sure some of them are pretty significant, but it doesn't come close to that. When you have two children in two different hospitals at the same time, and you come every day to Seder on time, and you learn, and your mind is totally and completely in the learning... This is something you have to learn from. And that's very important for us. So I just, starting off on a serious note, now I want to give some divrei which is also serious, but it's divrei chizuk. A from the Rambam. 
the Rambam says in the third parak of Hilchot Yeshuvah. The Rambam says, "Call Ehad ve'Ehad, every single human being, mebineha Adam, yeshlo zachuyot va'avonot. He has merits and he has sins. Mish zachuyotav mirubiterot al avonotav, one whose merits are greater, are more than his sins, tzadik." He's a tzaddik. Umi she'avonotav yiterot al zachuyot. And the person who sins are greater than his merits, rasha. He is a person who is considered a rasha. Mechza umechza benoni. One who's in the middle, he is considered a benoni. So before we go further, the first point that we have to bring out from this Rambam is that you see that you cannot be perfect and you're not expected to be perfect and you could be considered a tzaddik even if you have avonot. You could be considered a tzaddik even if you have avonot. Because what's a tzaddik? A tzaddik is a person who's zachuyot his zechuyot are more than his averot. Now we're going to take the hidush even further. The Rambam continues and he says, do not think that the calculation of mitzvot and averot are based on quantity. It's not based on quantity. It's based on quality. So there could be a person who has Many mitzvot, but if he has certain averot that are very strong averot, then he's considered like a rasha, even though in quantity he has more mitzvahs, less averis, but in quality his averis are much stronger than his mitzvahs, he's considered rasha. And the same thing goes the other way around. He can have a person who has more averot in quantity, but he has mitzvot that have strong quality, those mitzvot make him a tzaddik. So now that's a point chizik for us. And I'm going to bring out the depth of the chizik in a minute. So not only did we say you don't have to be perfect, that's for sure. The Rambam says to be considered a tzaddik, you do not have to be perfect. All B'nai Adam have Zachuyot and Avonot. It, what makes you a Tzaddik is Rov. And now we're learning Rov means not Rov in quantity. Rov means quality. So it's possible you have a lot of Averis. A lot. And your mitzvahs are small. But you can still be considered a Tzaddik. So we have to understand that we have a very close shaykhist to being a tzaddik. And that's supposed to motivate us. Because if we don't have this hashkafa clear, then we don't feel that we have anything special or close to Hashem, and we don't try to do more. Now what decides if something is quality or not? Let's focus on a mitzvah. What makes a mitzvah quality? That's what we're going to try to understand. And what makes an avera 
not such a strong aver. What's the criteria? Okay? So Bishol Salantis says, in one of his letters, he brings down a hidush. He says, why did the Jewish people, when they were in Egypt, they had nothing. They were empty from mitzvot. They had a very weak amount of mitzvot. On the contrary, they were in their 49 levels of Tum'ah. So why were they zoiche to get out? Why were they zoiche to nisim in the flyers? Why? So Rabbi Shosleinte says his mahalach. He says, you know why? Because when it's extremely difficult to do a mitzvah, then the mitzvah that you do is extremely powerful. When the averas that you do are very easy to do because society is sinning, then the averas are not so hamur. And based on this Rambam, Rabbi Saul Salanta says, that's why they were considered great. Even though they were in Memtesh Tumor, and even though all that they did was only maybe Lashinu Shema Malbushim or maybe they didn't speak Lashin or whatever it is, that was already made them great people that merited the Yetzirah Mitzrayim. And then he goes on to say a Chiddush. He says, and they daven to Hashem, Vatal Shabbatam Elohim. That means they reached a great level of closeness to Hashem. He says, why? And he says, because the Pasuk says, Min Because they were in such a difficult situation that a small tefillah you're already very close to Hashem because you're in a very difficult Nisyarinus. That means without Rabbi Sosalanta, we may have said different Mahalchem in these things. Maybe we would have said, Yesurim is what made them great. Maybe we would have said that tefillah from the heart, a deep tefillah from the heart, goes up. There's many Mahalchem in the Akhronim had to learn this. But Rabbi Sosalanta says, this is the Pshat. Because the generation that they were in, because of the Nisoyen they were in, so therefore what they did as far as a merit was powerful. What they didn't do, or what they sinned because of society, wasn't so big. So therefore they were considered, like the Rambam says, one who has rov zachuyot, even though in quantity not. It's a powerful Powerful statement from Rabbi Sosalan. And we have to stop with the negativity. We have negativity on ourselves. We have negativity on people around us. Because we don't have hashkafans straight. We have to understand what is by Hashem big. Big. And that's very important. We live in a generation... That you're going against the grain when you learn by smudder and you work on a sugya in Ksubis that for a week straight. Rabbi Shosalanta says, whenever you go against the grain, 
He brings another midrash in Shir Hashirim. Hadashim Gam Yishenim. He brings a midrash there. He says, whenever you're being independent from the society around you, and you're doing something that's not important in the world. In the world, this is not important. And you're doing it. You have to understand it has tremendous power. Being in yeshiva is not a simple thing. Working and struggling with your phones and fighting the way of the world today is a very, very powerful thing. And when we fall, it's not as bad. Now it's important to know that. People don't like these kind of schmoozes out there. Because they think if you're going to tell somebody that he's not so bad, he'll go back to sleep. Now, I don't believe like that. Because we know that the Kalal is Mishiyesh Loimone writes to Messiah. If you have a hundred dollars, you want two hundred. So if I tell you that you have zero, then well, that's not going to motivate you. But if I show you that you have a hundred, then you're going to want two hundred by yourself. You don't need anybody else to motivate you. Only yourself. So you have shaykhs to big things. If you have shaykhs to big things, then that should motivate you to have, want to have more shaykhs to big things. And when you realize that fighting something bad goes a long way, then you're going to fight bad. Because if you're going to look at it and say, listen, it's black and white, you know? Either you have the kosher phone that you can't even text with it and it never works when somebody calls you, or you got the, 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 the iPhone number, what are they up to, 12? 12. 12? Or that most yeshivish text that, that the kosher phone my son has it, I can never reach him. It's like a shvua that I answer. If you call, he won't answer. That's it. So it's either going to be like this or it's going to be like that. That's all. So why should I work on it? I'm never going to get to that level. Impossible. I'm not getting to the level. Not going to work on that. Either I'm going to sit and learn day and night, toiling in Torah and being a Tamiya Hakam. Alamdin, Arushashive, Amagachip, Sazah. Why might as well go to business? I make a few dollars, you know? So it's either all or nothing. That's the way the Yetzirah makes us think. You're not going to be a Mutzlah. He paints in front of your eyes a fake picture, a secular way of looking at things. So all or nothing ordeal here. And you got to be a superstar. And if you're not a superstar, you're not going to be happy. And you know what happens? People become the superstars they're looking for. They think that money, let's say, if they get rich, they have money, they'll be superstars. And then they get rich and they're still not happy. So then what do they do? You know, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of suicides in the world, by the way. Go research, you'll find out. In the last couple of years, it's a new thing. People commit suicide even though they don't have problems in their lives. They don't have problems in their lives. They're not like going through these crisis situations and things and who knows what. They're just checking out. Why didn't so much pain for? Because they have a clear realization that they have a purpose in life. 
That's already a madrega. Some people don't care. They don't know what the purpose is. They don't care if there's a purpose. All they do to do is eat a hot dog tonight and they're happy. But these guys have seichel. They know they have a purpose. There's got to be a purpose. They just don't know what it is. So some of them are just like, they, they, they're frustrated. They don't know what the purpose of life is. So it gets them. They become, I'm not saying the guy's normal. You know, he gets sick from it. And some people, they make a fake purpose. And then they try to reach the fake purpose. And when they get to the fake purpose and they're still miserable... So that it was like serving an idol, you know, a fake God. We, Baruch Hashem, have a purpose, a clear purpose. And the clear purpose that we have could give us Sipuk even from one good Seder. And overcoming one challenge. And getting a little better. That could also give us Sipuk. We don't have to be superstars. We are doing the Avoidah. That means a lot to Hashem. Because the amkis of this Rambam, the depth of the Rambam, the Havon in the Rambam is, it's not about obedience, you know? Do X amount, obedience. It's about a connection with Him. So a person who can create that connection with Hashem is called a tzaddik. A person who doesn't have a connection with Him is an Asha, finish. So why do you have to wait till you're a Chaim Kanayevki to have a connection with Hashem? You can't have a connection with Him today? So until then, you're, until then you're puzzled? Until then you have no life? I have to wait 80 years to be a something and have connection with Hashem when I'm 80? What kind, of, what kind of system is that? That means right here, right now, 19 years old, you could have a connection with Him. If you have a connection with Him, that's it. That's all you need. You have the connection with Him now. So how do I make the connection with Him now? I make the connection with him now is because I need Rov Zachuyot. But how are you going to have Rov Zachuyot? Do you learn every day, every minute? Is most of your day in the base measure or most of your day is Batal? Do you have Rov Zachuyot? Is every single day you have Kavona from the Minyan from beginning to end? Yeah, you have Rov Zachuyot? So you might as well go on top of the building and take a jump according to your, day, according to your way of looking at it. Not according to my way of looking at it. You could have Rav Zachuyot right here, right now, where you stand. Because you're able to deal with a challenge of Bittl Torah and do what you can do. You can make a challenge in davening and do what you can do. You can make a challenge with your phone and do what you can do. That's it. And people don't understand. Rabbi Sosalanta says, Yom Kippur, you do one small Kabbalah. To people, it doesn't make sense. I got 900 things on my list. And you tell me, come with one small Kabbalah, and that's it, I, that's all I need for Yom Kippur? It makes sense. The Territ says, we're not looking for, 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 for quantity here. We're looking for a type of Kabbalah that's an internal change in the human being that brings them close to Hashem and puts them on the path of the Skyrim's Lashem. That's the point you got to get into your head. So on one hand, we say it's very strong Osiris. It's real. This thing is real. It's not a game. It's not a joke. It's a real thing, this Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Real. It's as real as you can get. And every part of your life is dependent on it. Your marriage, your own bias, it is, that, everything. It's real. It's a real thing. But a real thing doesn't mean that you shouldn't have the right hashkafa, what's called growing. So that's the problem. Because people 
would be masked it's a real thing. But then they think that the real thing puts such a crazy, abnormal demand on them. So they say, no, 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 I'm not doing this. Either they snap from anxiety or they have to just be chilled out about it because they can't accept that it's a real thing because they don't know how to, what to do with it. It's overwhelming because it's a real thing. So the answer is, it's real as real can get, but it's not overwhelming. At all. It's real, but it's not overwhelming. There's a place to make avoid them. There's a place where you have to know yourself, where you can connect more to Hashem. And then your tzaddik, even in the, in the quantity, you have more avarious. You still can be a tzaddik. If you're shy to avoid, you'll make the avoid. If you think you're not shy to the avoid, you're not going to make the avoid. You have to believe that you are shy to the avoid. Otherwise, you don't accept that there's avoid. But there is avoid. And you're shy to the avoid. That's the emunah you have to have. We'll stop over here for today.